0: Welcome to The Truth in His Art, your source for conversations on arts and culture. I'm your host, Rob Lee. Today, I am honored to be in conversation with my next guest, a story artist, talented storyboard artist, and an animator based in Los Angeles, who's worked previously with Cartoon Network and Netflix Animation. They have storyboarded for a variety of shows, including Close Enough... Driftwood and Wee Baby Bears, and has a wide-ranging storyboard experience in both feature films and television series targeted at adults and family and kid audiences. Please welcome City Lou. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm glad, glad to be here. Happy to talk to you.
0: Likewise, um, I always want to talk to someone in the, in, in the, that's worked on cartoons that I enjoy, you know. So we got that. I'm gonna fanboy out. It's gonna be something. Um, so, can you tell us a bit about your background and like when you first became interested in animation and what inspired you to pursue that that field?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, animation was actually not my first interest. Like, at least not at the Western animation, the cartoons. I, I did watch like Bugs Bunny, Lonnie Tunes, so like those classic. But I grew up with tons of anime and manga, if that makes sense. But yes, like yes. up until high school, I know I kind of just want to draw comics or manga for a living. And like most people didn't go to college for that. I know at, at least not the time I, I was trying to apply to school. And my parents, obviously Asian parents, they want me to get a degree. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah not many art school that has the comic major or even teach how to draw manga at a time. And I don't think I want to do fine art. And so that's why I did some research, maybe animation is somewhat closer to what I was trying to do. Yeah, so it's after I got in the animation college, I realized, oh, how cool this, this format is. Like in school, we have to make animation film each year. So it's all the work that made me just fall in love with this media. And yeah, animation is just a cool film type that you can control everything in terms of shot, angle, art style, or how the character's performance are. And you can do like cinematic film stuff or flat comedy, experimental, all kinds of stuff with animation. So yeah, since we have to do everything ourselves at school. I did writing, Vista, storyboarding, animating, compositing, like after effects. All those are fun, but I specifically love storyboarding, which is very close to comics. Yeah. Now I think about yeah, right. So yeah, that's how I kind of how I figured out what I wanted to do for my career.
0: That's that's great, and um, I, I love hearing that. Like as a. I was I before I got into doing this, one of my earliest interests creatively was um was comics actually. I was I wanted to be a comic book artist. So definitely it's cool to hear about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. It's, it's just it's just a cool thing. Like there's I, I forgot there's a manga specific talking about like how manga artists work in, in the in, in Japanese industry and that just inspired me so much. They work so hard each they need to produce of new ideas and just draw it like prettiest.
0: So, One of the things that um, I I saw is um, some really, really huge names. I mean, I think one, when I came across like your background and some of your work because I definitely was checking out the portfolio. I was like, I'm internet stalking right now. I'm definitely doing this sort of deep dive and looking at your work. And I see really big names. I see Netflix, I see Cartoon Network and, and, you know, Titmouse coming soon or what have you, as you reminded me of the other day. So could you, could you share with me, like maybe the first project that you worked on and a memorable project for you? Like really, what was, you know, really big, like the the first project and something else that was really big and it was either really challenging or really satisfying for you professionally.
1: Yeah, sure, I'd love to share that. It's actually kind of a lucky story for me because it was after my first year at CalArts, so we all make a year each. Uh, like we make we all make a film each year and we had a had a big screening and then we will invite industry people to see it and then uh, the regular show creator JG Quintel and then he was there and then he saw my film he he said oh he's kind of interested so he asked his producer to ask me to apply to their internship at Cartoon Network but that was like it sounds really smooth, right? But I mean, it's actually not because I'm pretty sure he forgot about that after a while. So I, I, did, I, I did apply next year, the internship, and then I did go in. But I, but I feel like it's not connected to that opportunity. It's because I didn't get to intern on his show at the time. I was in uh, Summer Camp Island, which is of another cool cartoon that were show. Lots of big name people on there too. Yeah, but after, like during the internship, we cannot do any artistic stuff. I, I remember the only thing I draw is a poster for the potluck. It's like a production intern. But what's cool is at the end of the internship, you get to do a big pitch at the studio and you can invite others. Uh, uh, you can, obviously you cannot invite everyone at the studio, but you can invite <laughs> people at least that on your show. Or or some people you know at the studio to come come to it. So I did that. In, I I know I want to do to do storyboard. Some people they are not like they don't want to do storyboard. They might just pitch a, with that focus show idea. Or some people good at writing they pitch something in writing format. I just pitch a story moment that like uh, a storyboard format pitch about this. Uh, like a sim- very simple show idea I had yeah so my pitch was like really short but people loved it because I draw everything out and I pitched it and it flows really well and I hope it's funny because people laugh yeah and one of the uh producer there that I invited was actually the producer that told me to apply for the internship so I'm pretty sure they, they like JG forget about me. <laughs> like after the first time they, they they mentioned they wanted to me to do the internship, but that producer remind rem, remembered me, and then he saw my pitch, and then he she she it's actually she she brought my pitch, Bible to JG. She said, "Hey, I heard your, hi- why don't you uh uh look at this 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 pitch she did," this. and then she. Luckily, she did interest, and she hired. He hired me, JG, on the spot. <laughs> so like a miracle, but yeah, that was it. Was a funny moment, but yeah. And that, that summer, I started working on Close Enough se- season one. That oh, uh, season season one, season two actually. But that was my first job, and nice. I was super nervous because I I'm not American, so I had like I need to figure out my visa stuff, and that uh caused me to have to start a week late later than everyone else but on tv schedule it's like on the first week you have to finish the whole boards of thumbnail. next week we're moving on to notes and stuff and i i'm grateful they let me to start late for, yeah. for a week. so i i like I, on my first week i basically need to do a two weeks work and then show it to them like Oh right wow! After. Yeah, so I'm glad I survived, and then they loved it, and then they loved <laughs> it so much. They like I remember later on that season they promoted me to help on to help fix their uh, later animatic ret- retakes and stuff.
0: Yeah. So, in so, in one. I love Close Enough, by the way. It's one oh. of my favorite shows. So yeah, definitely. I'm
1: sorry, HBO Max took it down because the copyright issue. Yeah, but.
0: Oh, no. Yeah,
1: but it oh, was a no. fun time. I'm really sad. It was a good show. I really love, love it
0: yeah and um definitely um doug season two a lot or what have you i was because i was like what is this going to be i was like what's going to happen because i was a big regular show fan and i was like what is this adult jg quintel stuff and it was like oh this is just the same show this is great it's the
1: same show but with
0: more adults definitely yeah
1: there's no limitation on that show really
0: so within the the sort of process like for there is a fair amount of people who Listen to this. Who are interested in, you know, animation? Interested in storytelling? Interested in like how a story is crafted? So, where within like the sort of scope is the the storyboarding, the story artist work being done? Like, you know, could you walk through like what stage you're at, and then like before we get to actually see it on an HBO Max or online? Um, Yeah. So where are we at in that process?
1: Yeah. So each show is very different for sure. close enough it's a script driven that means the writer did the script and then we just storyboard everything from the script we we have very little uh, power to change what's in the script and yeah basically we just more what's on the script and then sometimes it's uh if, if the visual doesn't work we can ask the writer to change certain jokes but that was it and then i did storyboard and then story revisionist uh I, we already do the a cleanup path but there's always some part that could be cleaner and then revisionist to go over it and then we will ship those and design stuff to overseas studio like south korea and then they will animate it and it looks like the pretty image on hbo max
0: Thank you. No, that's 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 great because, like, I I'm I'm a, I'm a consumer <laughs> versus knowing like what goes into it. So definitely, you, you've helped out considerably for that. Um, so what is it about like like storyboarding and being involved in the, the story process? Like, because you're you're very early in the process from what you were describing a moment ago there. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 is it about that that excites you that you're like yeah this is what i like this is this is where this is for me
1: uh, you mean just in general this yeah. this job
0: yeah
1: um so right now i'm also freelance for feature i feel like for feature and tv it's a very different feeling in terms of storyboarding uh for tv storyboarding the part i'm excited for is the visual gag uh cuz the People talk talking back and forth. Uh, There's some yeah writing jokes there, but it's that one is not like super hard. I like figuring out like especially for closing up or regular show. They always has those crazy climax. They always assign me to do those crazy moments, which is I can do. I can reference those those, those n- known film and then put them in like a ridiculous way. Yeah, that's that's what I'm enjoying for as for feature storyboarding um i really enjoy the process just milk the moment like just yeah you know it's it's different than tv it's quick jokes talking back and forth feature is more less talking more cinematic storytelling yeah both are very fun for me it's just super different
0: that's great so I'm I'm detecting a really strong sense of humor, and I, and I I like good senses of humor. I, I'm a person that enjoys a good joke. I like laughing. So um, so talk to me about like sources of inspiration, like you know. Like, as you touched on, with you know, the, every project is different. Some you have a script as to this is what you're going to be kind of filling in from a storyboard perspective, and others may be a different process. So, in terms of like designing like a story, designing a character, things of that nature, like where does your inspiration come from that go into like your work? Is it being out there, you know, kind of maybe going out there in the city and seeing different things? Like, that'll be funny to work somewhere, or tell, tell me about that.
1: Sure. Um, I think I'm a big fan of like just black comedy or those British comedy. Yeah. Those are like visual gags. It's, it's, it's always, uh, like those things are always inspire me, but what inspire me the most, I guess it's just my, my normal life. Cause I will sometimes just laugh. <laughs> like I will laugh at my own situation a lot and it's, it's just, it's just, yeah. I feel like biggest inspiration come always coming from life experience. But yeah, in terms of storyboarding inspiration, I guess there's tons of resources out there. I use YouTube, Pinterest a lot. Um, yeah, YouTube just has all those film clips that you can just type. If if I don't know how to draw a zombie scene, I just literally type in zombie scene and it will show me 10 12 films of those climax scenes. Like, oh, that's convenience. Back that in <laughs> the day, how are you gonna find those? So yeah. how do
0: you how do you work with like challenges like that that may pop up? We all have different challenges. Like I had a small one if you were a part of it before we got started of are we have do we have audio here do we do we have sound that might be a small hurdle to get over for what I'm doing um in this sort of audio medium for being yeah. in like animation and being in this creative storyboarding and storytelling sort of like realm what sorts of mm-hmm. challenges do you encounter and it and may be a few where you know we might have you might have to go back and say can we tweak this a little bit. This doesn't fit, you know, this this script doesn't fit to what we're trying to animate here. But some tell me about some of the challenges and like how you overcome or how you address some of the challenges within your work.
1: Sure. Um, luckily, I haven't run like into a lot of those situations yet because the people I work with are like super talented. If I couldn't figure out something, I just talk it out with them. Like JG and Calvin, they would just shoot me and like idea a solution right right back i mean that's one of the things i I was super like shocked by because they can just give me suggestion that that are 10 times better than mine on the spot so yeah luckily i i usually if i i couldn't figure out something i just ask it's always good to ask make sure that's what they wanted then just figure out something struggling yourself yeah
0: I, i hear that you know and, and I like the thing that you were saying earlier of like I don't know about these zombies I'm gonna go on YouTube I'm gonna figure this out and um, like I, I think being able to be in an environment when you're you're learning because I mean as I'm thinking about it you know you've you gone through the whole education process and all but you know as far as being a professional you've been in that this sort of space for a few years at this point not even like 10 15 20 but a few years. Yeah, so being exactly. in an environment where you can learn from like people who've been doing really good stuff and having all of these different resources um out there, it's is big for you to actually stretch and, and grow as an animator, grow as a storyboard artist. As a story artist.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's mostly I learn from the job. Even though I did tons of schoolwork, uh I did learn from those as well, but I'm always growing storyboarding or film language it's just so huge you can you can never stop learning yeah
0: have you have you ever so t- have you ever run into an instance where you have a vision artistically of like this is what i want and mm-hmm. then like the production team is like i don't know if that's quite it but You're like this is going to be the best way to show this so t- talk about that like kind of matching yeah. your artistic vision with the needs of a project
1: yeah well i i still can only speak for my the shows I worked on, sure. I work with teams that they have this very similar like, joke type as my own, and then oh. there is this, audit. yeah. So they are very, they are also very open to ideas. If mm. they love it, they will for sure keep it, and then they will like keep doing it. And if they don't love it, they will, as I was I mentioned before, they will just give me a new solution that I think. I, I generally think it's way better than mine, so I'm grateful I haven't run into those situations. Cause that sounds really, yeah. I have. I, I met those uh, some of the people that mentioned they have those experience, which is not that fun. But after all, it's still a job. Like, yeah, it's, yeah you you don't wanna, yeah, because uh, unless you are the great like the top creator, you don't wanna do. Poke, poke your finger too much.
0: Like, ugh, just yeah. make this different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm grateful like, well, I haven't run into those situations personally, but yeah, that's, that's great not fun. good to
0: hear. Fun. So I, I read humor and heart is a part of it. And you work with you worked within a variety of projects like, you know, projects that kind of lean towards more of this adult or this sort of like black humor or dark comedy or what have you. And then something that's a little bit more family oriented. So how you know, how do you approach like, you know, like like that or what have you? Or what is that sort of experience like working with, you know, projects from your perspective, working with projects that could be different tonality tonally speaking?
1: Um. Yeah, I feel like that again. I for now, I I haven't run into an issue like that because the family-oriented projects doesn't always it's it's less fun. Like I feel like there's always a way to sneak the same jokes that might have some inappropriate thing in it, and most of the time, because there's a limitation, it makes the situation even funnier. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I remember this, I think there's some part, like, we couldn't show blood or something and, and then we just changed it to some gooey thing, which is way funnier. I I, I forgot which scene that was, but it's moment like those, like sometimes it, you like the audience know you're trying to make a joke about the bloody stuff. Yeah. But, but you just change the color, or you just change it to a funny food-related stuff. They'll be like, oh, I get it. I
0: I remember as I think about it is when you were describing that. I thought of this one scene from I think it was a regular show where there's like some coffee monster and he's like squirting coffee out of his nipples. And I was like, that is so inappropriate. And I was like, that is so funny though. I
1: know. <laughs> It's it's like they're touching the like the, the gray area, but you know sometimes the limitation makes a joke funny Like you're not doing anything inappropriate, actually, but it's just you know what was going on. <laughs> I, I like
0: that. I like that sort of thing. It's it stretches the boundaries of how you can tell a story and how you can make something that visually is like really funny and really interesting, and it's going for. I think humor that is at a different level versus sort of what's hanging right there. You don't have yeah. to always go after the low hanging fruit. Let's go for something that's a little higher, and it'll yeah, stick with actually,
1: you. Yeah, because because jokes mostly comes from expectation, and because the yeah, this actually helped to bump it up to another level.
0: Um. So I got, I got one last real question for you. And I got some rapid fire questions. You get the rapid fire questions as well. Everyone gets rapid fire questions. Um, So, you know, being, you know, being in this, this, this career, what have you, which sounds like really fun. So I love hearing this. What advice would you give for someone who's interested in pursuing like, you know, a a job as a story artist and working in like, you know, the sort of field that you're working in?
1: Yeah, well, it's This question is super big and also I, I, I got asked uh, this kind of questions a lot. But for people that already knows they wanted to do storyboarding for sure, i say just uh, depends on what stage you are at. If you are in college, try using all the time and focusing on story portfolio. And But if you're not in school, there's many industry people are teaching online classes. And we don't actually have to go to an expensive art college to learn all this, yeah. So, if you can get someone to help you learn all this stuff, that that's the best way because there are people that are really good at doing those things. Um, and another things, watch obviously watch as many films like, or or the stuff that you're interested in that inspire you as you can, and not just watch them like. Weekly analyzing. I'm trying to keep 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 up doing this. Like weekly analyzing the film you love would be great, and I guess build that drawing mileage is very important because there's not unless you're some really tired, uh, talented people. I I met so many people like that at school, but but for most people, I feel like we cannot cheat. It, we just need to draw as much as we could. Yeah, and. At last, I have to see passion really matters. This is a very competitive industry, so if you are not really enjoying what you are trying to do, it's gonna be tough to get good at it.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's that's those some great answers right there. I like I like the thoroughness there. You know, you said it was vague, but I like the thoroughness there. Appreciate that. That's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hope that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I mean, it makes sense for me, you've inspired me, Now I want to go out there and start a storyboard. Let me... So here, this is what happen in this scene. You know? <laughs>
1: All right. Try it out.
0: <laughs> so, so I, I want to run some uh, rapid fire questions with you real quick. Um, so I got four of them for you. Um, oh, cool. First, I'm going to start off with the big one. Um, mm-hmm. What would be the dream project for you, if there was just an opportunity to do anything you know, w- w- let's say I work on a certain property, work on a certain show, uh work on any project. What would it be?
1: Well, I feel like the dream project. I will be. I probably want to create my own show in in the like the near future. But now, right now, it's not a great time. But my own show, I I want to like combine because so I I still grew up with anime stuff. I want to combine the Asian slice of life things with like. The Western storytelling and something like that, and that one kind of flat, like anime-ish, but it's not the the complicated anime style. It's the Korean Shin-chan, those kind of things. I, I I don't I don't know have you seen those? It's very simple, very experimental, cool art style. Yeah,
0: I, I've seen a few episodes. Some kind of thing, no, I, <laughs> I've yeah. seen a few episodes. Yeah,
1: that's the thing I want to make. <laughs>
0: let's 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 make it happen let's make it happen i want to see it i want to see it happen you know sign me up yeah um so i think when we we're creative and you know sometimes it's just you know as you touched on things can be super competitive you got a lot of stuff to do sometimes a lot of work to do what do you do to relax
1: oh i actually love cooking and running so those two things i just Yeah, it's helpful for me because for running, I get to, yeah, keep my body strong, but cooking, I don't know. I I just, I'm just really into, I'm also into baking. I cook all kinds of dishes. I could cook Indian, Chinese, Korean. Yeah. I just look up recipe and try to copy that. It's one of the (laughs) things I was like, oh, i went to the restaurant. And then they're like, hmm, that tastes interesting. Maybe I can make something similar. Yeah. I even make... I even made packing roast duck at one point. What, what the hell? <laughs> this sounds amazing. Uh, it sounds crazy. It's actually quite complicated, but all because you see the duck, you need to hang it somewhere, right? All yep. I need, I just need a wine bottle, and then I just put the duck on the box. and then dry it overnight, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't think I've ever had. It. I've seen. I've seen like that. That duck a lot. I've never had it now. Now I want some. This is your fault. I'm blaming you for all of this. I
1: should have brought it up. It's, just, it's, it's a fanfic. It's not even real.
0: <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a little shade cover for me right now. Um, uh, Let's see, let's see. Um, What is, what is something that, that makes you laugh regardless? What is something that always makes you laugh? Some people say cat videos. Some people say watching people fall over, which is very sad. What is something that always makes you laugh?
1: IT crowd, our episode, IT crowd. I I don't know. I I probably seen twenty times at at this time at this moment now. Like it's just I don't know those jokes. Even though I know what's gonna happen, I will still laugh at it. Oh, every moment on that show. I don't know how they did it. So good.
0: It's <laughs> great. This is the last one I got for you. Um, how many hours of sleep do you usually get?
1: It depends if it's a busy thumbnail. We I would still try to sleep a lot. It's I guess maybe six minimum. I usually get eight hours, so it's not too bad. If I got busy, I would just do quick cooking. Yeah,
0: because you don't want to get this. You don't want to get old man eyes and like and can't. You see, I can barely. I can't. I got, I got nothing because I'm tired. So yeah. I'm always tired.
1: Well, so, so sleeping. I I feel like sleeping is not. Uh, uh, right now, it's not the biggest issue. I just wish I had more time to have fun. <laughs> like I, I'm also super into Elden Ring. Like those those games, uh, consume us uh, like hundreds of hours. I'm a hundred twenty hours in the game. I still haven't beat it because I want to ground all the all the areas as much as I could. Yeah,
0: that's great. That's great. Um... So that's pretty much all I got. Um, And what I like to do in the wrap up portion here, as we wrap up, um, I like to um, invite you to share with the listeners where they can check you out, more of your work, follow you on the social media website. The floor is yours.
1: Sure. Um, I have Instagram as Just yeah, S-I-T-I-L-U-A-R-T, and same name on Tumblr. And you can also check my Weebly portfolio uh, website if you are interested yeah that's
0: about it well there you have it folks i'm gonna again thank City blue for coming on to the podcast and i'm rob lee saying that there's art culture stories in and around your neck of the woods you just have to look for them